Welcome to Inside the Castle, the podcast that goes behind castle doors to have real conversations with real people about solving the nation's toughest challenges. You know, I think there's a unique opportunity for the Corps of Engineers that I've not seen in 30 or 40 years. Hi, my name is Dr. Nadia Mohandasi, and I'm the Program Manager for the Emergency Management Continuous Improvement Program, or MSIP. I'm here at the Readiness Support Center in Mobile, Alabama, talking with the USACE Director of Contingency Operations and Chief of Homeland Security, Mr. Steve Hill, as well as several team members within the Emergency Management Community of Practice. And we're talking about new and innovative approaches we're taking to continue to progress how the Corps of Engineers approaches emergency management. Let's take a moment to introduce everyone. I'm Steve Hill. I'm the Director of Contingency Operations and the Chief of Office of Homeland Security. Thank you, sir. We also have Kayla Stull with us today. Kayla, tell us what you do. I work for the Mississippi Valley Division as the Co-Ops Chief in the Readiness uh, and Contingency Operations section. Thanks, Kayla. We have Heath Jones here as well. Heath, what do you do? I am the Emergency Manager at the New Orleans District Army Corps of Engineers. I've been in that job for about four years as Chief, and I've been in the office for about 10 years total. Thanks, Heath. Next up, we have Dory Murphy. Dory, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm the Chief of Emergency Management at the Baltimore District. I've been there for almost seven years now, and I've been with the Corps for 15. And finally, we have Tony Cimento. Tony, what do you do? I am the Readiness and Contingency Operations Chief for the Southwestern Division out of Dallas, Texas. Great. Thanks, everyone. We're so happy to have you here. Mr. Hill, I'd like to begin with you. We've heard you say that you see a unique opportunity for the Corps right now. What is that opportunity, and what do you think is driving that? That opportunity is driven by uh, some of the past year's events or two years' events, and it's opened a door for change. It's opened a mindset shift, I think, in the Corps of Engineers and our team to look at things slightly differently because the world has changed. We all feel it. And so I'm an optimist, and I believe that as we all look and evaluate where we can have the greatest impact, we're less constrained by how we've done things in the past or how our systems are set up that historically met the nation's needs, but now may need to be modified. And so I'm encouraged by the opportunity where I believe change is more possible than what it's been in the past. And I see it in the mindset of all of the team, uh, leadership, all the way down to the folks that are delivering projects. They are willing, more than I've ever seen before, to look at new ways, consider different options, and really evaluate how we can best serve the nation. Thank you, sir. Kayla, what are your thoughts? I I think that emergency management is still a relatively new field. You know, we've been around for decades, but in uh, the federal government speech, I feel like that's fairly new. And uh, I think we're catching up with a lot of Um, private sector industry and I think it's really exciting to see how we're really taking this program and moving forward and making it one of our core capabilities but we're we're busy all the time we're planning we're coming up with innovative ways to respond we're responding and we're recovering thanks Kayla you mentioned the full emergency management life cycle and innovative ways to improve all phases of that life cycle Heath what are your thoughts on that it's important to know that we're always preparing, whether that means writing a plan, getting flood fight supplies, building relationships, exercising, going through each situation. We're always there. So this business line is the, is the line that makes sure that things are going to go right as possible when a disaster happens. Uh, disaster is often uh, people's worst day of their lives, 
right? They, they're going through something and we're there to make sure it's as smooth as possible. It's never, never completely smooth. We're learning every new disaster. Uh, we have to be a learning organization and change and adapt our plans and sometimes on the fly, right? It, it, a disaster happens and immediately something went wrong and you got to go fix it. Yeah, Heath, I'm glad you mentioned us as a learning organization and the need to continuously improve and look for new and better ways to do things as we see them. Why do you think the emergency management community of practice is adept at this flexibility and adaptability? I'd say this community is problem solvers, number one, right? It's solving a problem that needs to be solved not in six months' time. It's solved in an hour's worth of time. So uh, it's a great place for people that are forward-thinking, that it can solve problems, on the fly and implement those very quickly. Um, it's not always a perfect solution. Sometimes it's the 80% solution, but um, it's, it's just got to be out there and something has to be done a lot of the time. So uh, it's a great place for uh, people to think on their feet and, and, and uh, implement solutions quickly. Right, I agree. One of the problems we're on the path to solve currently is how to use our data in new and innovative ways. Because as we all know, the best decisions are both data-driven and risk-informed. Kayla, what do you think? Um, I think data is a great thing, but I think visualizing it is difficult and a lot of people are visual in nature. I found that on a lot of deployments and working with non-engineers and non-data driven people. So taking the data and finding innovative ways, uses of newer technology, newer applications and programming, and turning that data into something visual, something that they can tangibly see is um, something that we've really tried to hone in on and improve. Yeah, that's a great point. So you mentioned turning the data into something visual. And I think one of the great strides we've made in recent years, and that we continue to progress forward on, is the use of UCOP, or the USACE Common Operating Picture, to standardize the way we all visualize our data across EM. So Tony, what's your experience with UCOP? I like to think we're at the tip of the spear with this. Uh, We have this ability to see ourselves and to show others. Uh, and now we're sharing that with FEMA and with outside agencies so they could see what we do. So total transparency, which that has never been around before. You know, we've always been close hold with our information, but holding information is not where power is. Sharing information is where the power is. And that's what we do with our elected officials, our communities, and the states that we live in. And that's really what the when you say revolutionizing and innovating, you know, we're really focusing on that. That's one of the biggest things because communicating with our stakeholders is critical and having an open dialogue, you know, being part of a huge family, not just the core family, but a family of all of our, all the people in our area. Thanks, Tony. I agree. So we're improving the way we visualize our data, but we're also improving the way that we use that visual data to collectively help us make risk-informed decisions. Of course, USACE believes that risk analysis, a decision-making framework, is the responsibility of every core employee. So Dory, what are your thoughts on that? I would say that if we integrate emergency management principles, risk values, and risk-informed decision-making throughout everything that we do, then Emergency management will be uh, an instrumental partner in thinking through that risk and evaluating it and mitigating it so that we respond less often. If I could work myself out of a job, wouldn't that be an awesome day? However, we do end up still having responses because weather, people, civil unrest, you you name it, we have new threats emerging 
almost daily now that we need to begin planning for and mitigating and responding and creating a resilient organization that is prepared to go from daily business to um, to response and recovery. The faster we can move from day to day through response into recovery and back to day to day, the better our nation will be and, and the less costly each of these things is going to be. Great point, Story. I really appreciate everyone's time and discussion today, and I'm so looking forward to our community working together to continue to innovate and revolutionize the way that we all do business. Mr. Hill, sir, any closing thoughts? I'm excited about the people that we have on our team. I'm excited about our mission. This introduction to a few of our teammates hopefully will help you help us continue to focus on the future. Thank you, Mr. Hill, and thanks to Kayla, Heath, Dory, and Tony for joining us today on this edition of Inside the Castle. We appreciate you and your insights. To our listeners, we want to hear from you, what topics are important to you, and people you're interested in hearing from. Until next time, be safe, be innovative, and be revolutionary. To provide your feedback, email us at cw.infrastructure.team at usace.army.mil. Stay tuned for additional Inside the Castle podcasts as we explore life inside the core and revolutionize civil works together. <laughs>